romance. No one's serious at seventeen. Nice evening out. To hell with beers and lemonade. And rowdy cafes with glaring lights. Let's go to the green lindens on the promenade. The lindens smell good on mild June nights. The air so soft that you close your eyes. Wind laden with sounds. The town is near. Carries the scents of vineyard and beer. And there, a patch of darkest blue, Framed by a little branch, Pricked by a bad star, That diffuses in soft shivers, Small and white. Night in June, seventeen, You're carried away. The sap is champagne, And it goes to your head. You ramble, feel a kiss on your lips, that palpitates there like a minuscule beast. Crazy heart crusoes through romances galore, when in the pale light of a tall street lamp a young miss passes, all charm and all airs, in the unnerving shadow of Papa's stiff collar. And as she finds you immensely naive, while taking her booties out for a stroll, she spins around, so quick and alive, the cavatinas on your lips die and fall. You're in love, held up till August. You're in love, your poems make her laugh. Your friends fall away, think you're a bore. Then one evening, beloved bothers to write. That evening, you go back to glaring cafes. You order beers or else lemonade. No one's serious at seventeen, when the lindens are green on the promenade. At the Green Tavern, five in the afternoon. A week grinding down my boots on the stones in my passway. Got into Charleroi. At the Green Tavern, I ordered bread, butter, and ham that was half chilled. Legs stretched contentedly under the green table. I gazed at the artless scenes on the wall. And it was adorable, when the waitress with huge tits and lively eyes, not one to be fazed by a kiss, brought me bread and butter, all smiles, and lukewarm ham on a colored dish. The ham, pink and white, flavored with garlic, and filled my towering mug its foam gilded by the sun's lingering rays. Vowels A. Black E. White I. Red U. Green O. Blue Vowels, some day I'll relate your secret birth. A. Bristling black corset of shimmering flies Mizzing about an unbearable stench Gulf of night E. White of vapors and tents, Proud glacier spears, Ivory kings, Queen Anne's lace. I. Shades of crimson, Spat blood, Comely lips laughing in anger, Or penitent drunks. U. Cycles, Divine hum of viridian seas, Piece of scrub ground dotted with beasts, Piece of lines, That alchemy etches in studious brows. O oh, great clarion so dissonant and shrill, 
Silences crisscrossed by angels and worlds. O oh, the Omega, violet beam of your eyes. Alchemy of the Word My turn, the tale of one of my follies. For so long I boasted ownership of every possible landscape, sneered at the sacred cows of painting and modern poetry. I loved inane paintings, lintel decorations, stage sets, acrobats' backdrops, shop signs, garish prints, outmoded literature, church Latin, pornographic booklets riddled with typos, the novels of our forebears, fairy tales, small children's books, old operas, corny refrains, naive rhythms. I dreamed of crusades, voyages of discovery that left no trace, republics with no history, suppressed religious wars, revolutions in mores, great drifts of races and continents. I believed unconditionally in magic. I invented the color of vowels, A black, E white, I red, O blue, U green, regulated the shape and movement of each consonant. With intuitive rhythms, I prided myself on inventing the poetic word that all the senses could access, some day. I reserved translation rights. At first it was a study. I transcribed silences and nights, recorded the inexpressible. I captured whirlwinds. To Paul Demini, May fifteenth, eighteen seventy one. For I is another. If Copper wakes up as a clarion, it's hardly its fault. That seems clear to me. I'm there to see my thought burst forth. I watch it, listen to it. I attack with my bow. The symphony stirs in the depths or leaps onto the stage. If the old fools had found more in the self than false meaning, we wouldn't have to clear away these millions of skeletons who since time immemorial have stacked up the products of their nearsighted intelligence and boasted of being their authors. The primary study of someone who wants to be a poet is his own consciousness, in its entirety. He searches his soul, inspects it, tries it out, learns it, once he knows it, he has to cultivate it. This seems easy. Every brain undergoes a natural development. So many egotists proclaim themselves authors. There are many others who attribute their intellectual progress to themselves. But the point is to make your soul monstrous. Imagine someone planting and cultivating warts on his face. What I'm saying is that one must be a seer make oneself a seer. The poet makes himself a seer by a long, massive, and reasoned disordering of all the senses. Every form of love, suffering, madness. He searches himself, drinks every poison in him to the dregs, retaining only the quintessences. Unspeakable torture that will require all his faith, all his superhuman strength, in which he becomes the greatest invalid, the greatest criminal, the most accursed of all, and the supreme scientist.
for he has attained the unknown. The Drunken Boat As I glided down in passive rivers, I no longer felt boatmen guiding my path. Whooping redskins had used them for targets and nailed their nude corpses to the colorful masts. I couldn't care less about the crew or its cargo, Flemish grain or English twill. When my boatmen were gone and the ruckus all over, the rivers carried me at my will. In the mad undulations of furious tides, in the winter I ran, duller than a child's brain. And in spring, the peninsulas wrenching apart had never split to such triumphant strains. My maritime wakings were blessed by the storm. Lighter than cork I danced on the waves, that some call the eternal rollers of victims, for ten nights, never missing the lamp's stupid rays. Sweeter than to children the flesh of sour apples, the green water entered my hull made of pine, and of stains of old vomit and indigo wine, cleansed me while scattering rudder and grapple. And from then on I immersed myself in the poem of the sea, infused by stars and lactescent, devouring the green azure, where a floater pale and happy, a pensive carcass might descend. Where, suddenly tinting the blueness, the frenzies and slow rhythms beneath the dazzle of day, stronger than liquor, vaster than lyres, love's bitter redness ferment and decay. I know the skies bursting with flashes and winds, and the swells and currents, I know the dark eve, dawn in its glory and nations of doves, and I've witnessed what men only thought they had seen. I've seen the low sun, stained with mystical horrors, illuminate with frozen violet strains, like actors and dramas from antiquity, the distant waves rolling their shuddering pains. I dreamed of green nightscapes with dazzling snows, a kiss slowly rising to the eyes of the sea, a circulation of remarkable sap, and quick phosphorescence in yellow and blue. For months did I trail, like hysterical cattle, the fierce swelling surges assaulting the reefs, not thinking that virgins' luminous feet might drive on the muzzle of those sluggish seas. I crashed, don't you know, into fabulous Floridas, where flowers combine with the eyes of black panthers in human skin, rainbows stretched taut like rains neath the surface of oceans to greenish-blue herds. I've seen great fermenting swamps and fish traps amid bulrushes where a leviathan rots. I've seen torrents of water fall into flat calm and distant cascades rushing toward the abyss. Glaciers, silver suns, pearly tides, ember skies, hideous wrecks in the depths of brown gulfs, where monstrous serpents devoured by vermin fall from gnarled trees, giving off black perfumes. I wish I could show these dorados to children, these goldfish in blue tides, and these others that sing. Foaming fluorescence has lulled by unmooring, and ineffable winds sometimes given me wings. At times, martyr-weary of poles and of zones, the vast sea whose sobbing caused my gentle roll, lifted toward me its dark flowers with suckers pale, 
and I stayed, like a woman bent down on her knees. Like an isle, tossing around on my decks in the complaints, and droppings of mocking black birds with blonde eyes. And I navigated, when through my fragile rigging, drowned bodies came creeping down backward to sleep. Now I, a boat lost neath the swirled hair of coves, by hurricanes tossed into featherless ether, I, whom Hanseatic ships or clad monitors, wouldn't have fished from the depths of the sea. Free, smoking, and rising in violet mists, I, who pierced through the red sky like a wall, that offers, fine sweetmeats for proper young poets, the mucus of azure and lichens of sun. Who sailed on, a mad plank, dappled with crescents, electric, escorted by seahorses black, when July crushes down, as if under a cudgel, skies of ultramarine with blistering funnels. I, who trembled on hearing the moans from afar, of the heavy maelstroms and behemoths and rut, spinner eternal of blue listlessness. Of Europe I long for the old parapets. I've seen archipelagos made up of stars, and isles whose mad skies to the wanderer open. On those depthless nights do you sleep and depart, golden birds by the millions, O oh, vigor to come. But enough of my tears. The dawn is distressing. Every moon is atrocious, and bleak every sun. Bitter love has swelled me with dizzying torpors. Let me go to the sea. Let my keel come undone. If I miss any water in Europe, it's the puddle, black and cold, at the hour when the day slowly dies, and a squatting child laden with sorrow lets loose a boat light and frail like a May butterfly. Waves, no longer can I, washed with your languor, follow the wake of the twill-bearing crafts, nor cross through the hubris of pennants and banners, nor drift past the haunted eyes of prison rafts. Thank you for listening to the Shakespeare and Company podcast. If you've enjoyed this conversation, it would be great if you could help us spread the word by reviewing or rating us in your favorite app or just by sending the link to your friends. And don't forget, if you'd like even more from Shakespeare and Company, you can subscribe now through Apple Podcasts or Patreon for just €3 Euro a month. Links to both are available in the show notes to this episode. Production of this podcast is all done in-house here at Shakespeare and Company Paris. All music is by Alex Fryman, whose album, Play It Gentle, is available to buy or stream wherever you listen. We'll be back soon. Until then, take care and thanks again for listening.